You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Thank you very much, Mono. That was wonderful. Hector, that was really good. So I think it'd be good right now to stand. And if you have to go to the bathroom, go right now. Everybody will know where you're going, but that's be okay. <laughs> Amen. Just kind of stretch a little bit. Amen. Appreciate you folks coming and uh, being here on this Saturday, and I appreciate Pastor inviting Becky and I, and as he's mentioned several times, friends. And uh, with Pastor and I, I don't even know how we became friends, to tell you the truth. We met somewhere, and it was just one of those kind of connections, you know, uh, ever heard use the term connection? You have a connection. You know, you had somebody that you go to to get dope from. That was your connection, you know. And so I don't go to pastor to get dope, but uh, I can <laughs> I can go to pastor and get a good shot of Holy Ghost or get a good good drink. And uh, it's just wonderful knowing him, George from Albuquerque, and knowing him have a you have a great great ministry, brother, in that city. That city really need your voice and, and appreciate you being here. And uh, that's that I can tell. Just hold it down a little bit. Don't be too noisy over there, brother. Amen. Did you stretch? Did you do okay? Okay, let me do this because uh, I know that, you know, coming and being in the services and we've heard just such wonderful things and, and we're really uh, wanting to hear the voice of God. And, and brother, that's a great theme. I mean, that, that just a, is when... Uh, uh, pastor sent us the material on it, and the theme is voice. First, you know, I think voice, okay, and it got me thinking about voice and uh, how much it's really used in Scripture. It's amazing. And, of course, hearing the voice of God. So that you're here, and you've taken the time, and you've came, and you've been listening to the ministry, and underneath that, the current of that is that we really want to hear God's voice. Would you say that's true, that I really, uh, when it really boils down to everything, I really, really want to hear what God has to say? And, and uh, you and I uh, desire that, and I believe that that is basically, that desire has come from being born again. When you got saved, all of a sudden you really wanted to hear the Father. What does the Father have to have to say? Now, now in the natural I wasn't real good at that. I didn't care what dad had to say. I didn't really want to hear what he had to say. So I, I positioned myself never to really hear his voice. I would go to my mom, hey, how's dad today, and hear her voice, but I didn't quite want to hear dad. And when dad said, hey, uh, Joey, he would call me Joey, Joey, I want to talk to you. Well, everything inside me just tightened up, and I began to almost go into convulsions. I didn't, I didn't want to hear his voice. And so, but being saved, all of a sudden that changes. See, we're born again. We have a new nature, and the nature inside me is that now I, I really want to hear the voice of God, whatever he has to say. 
On top of that, folks, is that he really wants to speak to us. He speaks to us consistently. He's speaking uh, on, a, on a current. He speaks just almost in a flow. It's, it's, it's different than the way you and I communicate. I talk, you listen, you talk, I listen, back and forth. But the Lord speaks. And uh, to hear him, I have to get on the right frequency. It's not that you don't hear him. You're not on the right frequency. And this is uh, something that, I'll be honest with you, I hardly even know anything about it. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how these things work. Uh, last night we were out and eating, and I wanted to show some pictures, and I tried to get on my phone to find the pictures, and they were in the cloud. Well, I, I didn't even know. Well, how do I access this? Where's the cloud? Well, it's just it's out there. So I'm trying to access the cloud to get my pictures. Well, in the cloud, your pictures are in there too. I don't want to see your pictures. I want to see mine. Somehow, I have to set the right dial or number or touch or I, I don't know what do you do with it, but somehow the cloud's going to bring pictures. It'll bring documents to me. It'll bring all kinds of things. And then I can call you, and there's no cord. How do, how, do you, some of you probably really know how it works. I, I really don't want to talk to you because I, I <laughs> not that I don't love you. It's, it's just that you talk in a language. I just, I don't understand all the waves in the, what do you even call it? Sound wave. Sound wave. You're hearing me speak, but you're not seeing anything. Yet there's something coming out of my mouth called sound, and it's a wave, and it's going into your ear, and it's tickling little hairs in there, and somehow it's interpreting it into your brain, giving you an understanding of what I'm saying. Now, you figure that you come up here and explain that to me, brother, and... and and some of you can. Some, some really can. Now you guys can be seated. God bless you. Are you okay? You, you feel? Uh, and, and so uh, it's, it's a frequency. Music. To hear music today. It's amazing, isn't it? We have Pandora or Sirius, you know, and you have, you can get every single type of music or a newscast, sportscast, uh, uh Counselors, psychos, you can get anything if you know the right frequency. And you hit it, and all of a sudden you have this music, you know, you got that uh, type of music you like, or maybe you like rap, or maybe you like Western, or maybe you like classical. You, you can hit the right frequency and bring out, out of all of the sound waves happening, right? If our eyes could open this, it would be a pandemonium, all of the noise out there. But yet, if you know the right frequency, you can bring in that voice, music, whatever you want. Um, presets. You know, <laughs> I, I get to thinking about things because, see, in my, when I was younger, the very first car I drove was a 1956 Buick Special. And it had a, <laughs> somebody said, wow, I didn't even know 56. Was that before dinosaurs or what? 
And, and it had a really neat radio. It didn't have cassettes. It didn't have CDs. It didn't have none of that we have today. And uh, it had two dials, one for volume and bass. You had a little knob on there to get the bass. And then the other, you tune it in. But then there were presets, which were little knobs. You tune in the very frequency you wanted, then you can pull this little thing out and push it back in. And so no matter where the dial was set, I could hit that preset, and boy, poof, just automatically go in there. Man, it was really cool. And so in our life, we have frequencies that are preset. You already have preset. You, you, you automatically, when something begins to talk, you have a preset that will just zoom right in there. If I start talking about money, many times you have a preset. Boom, boy, you, hey. It's amazing with my kids, when they were little, I, I could be, be me to George. Uh, George, go into the garbage. He, he, that just, he didn't have a say. He'd never had a frequency for chores. Uh, you know, he, <laughs> there was no frequency there for chores. He just, just about like George, he just looked at me. I don't know why I'm picking on him. I'm sorry, brother, but, but, but <laughs> I'll do Mondo. I'll pick on Mondo for a while. It's, and so, uh, but if I unwrapped a candy wrapper in another room, he could hear that, man. He'd get up and walk. Daddy, you get, what are you eating in there? <laughs> so he had frequency that could just zoom right in. So see, some of us have frequencies, and I can get up and I can talk or preach, and you don't quite have a frequency for the Word of God. You have all kinds of other frequencies. I start talking about women, you can zoom, you know, it'll zoom right in or whatever. You know, even when Mondo brought up flee youthful lust, I could tell. I could tell there's a shift in the, in the church. And what it was, all of us has a frequency for lust. And immediately we, we shouldn't hit that button. But, you know, what do you got to say about it, brother? You know, it just, it's just. It's just the way, the way we are. <laughs> Why don't we just end and let's just go? <laughs> you know, we're going to eat. <laughs> Boy, we got to, what, what are we eating, you know? And God really wants to speak to you, and you're trying to get to that frequency, but then there's another voice saying, let's eat. And so you're, 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 you're going down the dial. You, you don't have that frequency. I, I want to help you locate his voice. Uh, and, and like I said, I, you know, I'm talking, I said, Lord, you really have to help me. I can't locate my pictures. <laughs> you want me to locate your voice. <laughs> so we really need his help, folks. You, let, let me say this, okay? Can you tune into at least this? You, you don't. I know it's probably not a preset, but Jesus is smarter than you. <laughs> I know it's profound, but he's the smartest person that ever walked this planet. Smarter than Einstein. Smarter, more intelligent. For some reason, at times in the Christian circle or religion or whatever, we don't think of Jesus being smart. He's holy, pure, powerful, but not smart. That's why we argue with his way, because we think we're smarter than him. Okay, Hector, be still. That, no, I, I didn't mean... <laughs> 
Well, what I'm saying, but tremendous. That's the Lord's word, be still. Well, Lord, I don't have time for that. Because you think you're smarter than him. You think you're never going to get anything done unless you do something. The Lord is saying, you can't do anything to begin without me, so be still. So, see, I, we don't, <laughs> we just have to understand, okay, Lord, you're smarter than me. Just say it. Now, tell the person next to you, say, God's smarter than me. He's really smarter than me. Okay, now, once you admit that, once you say and admit and believe God is smarter than you, that makes you smart. Oh, yeah. The dumbest people in the world are those that don't believe in God. Uh, you know, they can have titles. They can, they, they can tell me how to get my pictures. They, they, but, you know, they, they're, they're, not that, they're not that smart. See, you guys, we're getting into some frequency now, see. And I'm telling you something, the frequency God is in is this kind of atmosphere of great joy. He's, wouldn't you be happy? He knows everything, and he knows how everything's going to end. He really knows that. You get around somebody that is so full of confidence and so full of uh, just joy and hope, man, it makes you, man, man, what do you got to say? See, we think God is this dull, boy, vindictive, mean. I want to talk to you. When, if, if, when someone says, I want to talk to you, and everything inside you becomes afraid and you resist it, that's not God. Because anything God begins to tell you is going to be liberating. It's going to free you. It's going to bring joy and hope and faith into your life. And yet we don't want that frequency. So anyway, uh, let me read several scriptures here. The title of my sermon is The Voice. I'm very creative in my titles. <laughs> so I thought The Voice would be good. And so Acts chapter 2 once you go to Acts chapter 2, I, I, I want to, uh, we're short on time, but God can say lots of stuff because what he's going to say is not going to come from my mouth. It's by his spirit. His spirit it communicates to me. I, I, I'm simply reading scripture with what I feel the Lord has given me concerning his voice, how to locate his voice, how to get to the frequency. Okay, in Acts chapter 2, I want to start there. There's going to be Acts 2, Deuteronomy, and Hebrews, we're going to jump to several of those passages of scriptures, and by combining them all together, I believe we're going to try to tune into the frequency. Tuning into the frequency, and, and then I, it, to preset that, to, that Lord, in my, my uh, radio inside or whatever inside, that I could have a preset button that will be able to, I can hit it and get in the frequency to hear your voice. I have a preset button for Becky. When Becky talks, man, boy, I, I man, that voice, hey. I'll, I'll put down everybody else's and say, hey, you know, and even the Lord, you know. I'll be right back, Lord. I got to talk to Becky, man, you know, this kind of thing. And so uh, we understand this preset stuff. I, I got to have a preset for the Lord. So that, uh, see, Jesus had this. That's why he said, anything I hear or speak, I heard or do, I see. Why? Because he developed 
the hearing ear, and he understood how to locate the Father's voice. So John the Baptist was a voice in the wilderness. That's part of the theme, Pastor, that subscripture. So I thought about the voice in the wilderness. What did he say? Well, he said that I am, I am the voice in the wilderness, and I baptize you with water unto repentance, but there's coming one after me that will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. Okay, that was his voice. That was John's voice. He was saying this, that there's coming one after me. I'm not worthy to untie his shoes. And we all sit here today, and we know who that is, right? Who is that? Jesus, praise the Lord. At that particular time, they didn't know that. All of the Old Testament did not know the name. You just cried out, Jesus. Now, John said he is one that will come and baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, I know Jesus more at times as a Savior. He's forgiven me of my sins. He's the Lamb of God that has taken away our sins. He's brought me into relationship with God. But at times I forget that he's the baptizer in the Holy Spirit in fire. Now, in Acts chapter 2, we see the fulfillment of that very thing. It says in verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues fire, and one sat upon each other, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now let's just skip down to verse 14. said, Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. We're living in the last days. So what he's doing, he's pouring his spirit out upon all flesh. His spirit's being poured out. And he says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. His spirit being poured out on all flesh brings the opportunity for people to be born again who become sons and daughters. You're not just a sinner forgiven. You're a son or daughter. God becomes your father. He says sons and daughters will prophesy. Isn't that interesting? That they will begin to prophesy out of everything he said. When the Spirit's poured out upon you, it'll be fire, and it'll cause you to prophesy. Young men will dream or have visions. Old men dream dreams. On my servants and on my maidservants, I will pour my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. He repeats it twice. Sons and daughters... And as Mondo preached about being used of God, tremendous, we want to be used of the Lord, he, he brings it into another realm of servants, but he says even the servants, the maid servants, men, women, they will also prophesy. Something happens to the way they speak. Something changes about their language. It, 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 it comes out of the Spirit being poured out upon me. All right, now with that in mind, I want to go to Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5, and uh, verse 1, 
This is, uh, Israel is out of Egypt. They've been delivered. They're on their uh, journey through the wilderness, and uh, God is preparing them to enter the promises, promised land. In that time, uh, the Ten Commandments are given, but what, what that's all about, folks, is that God is making a covenant with Israel. He's never, he, he's, he's bringing a whole nation into a, uh, a nation, and he's making covenant with them. And so Moses, he calls all Israel and said to them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your hearing today, that you may learn them and be careful to observe them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. Horeb is another Mount Sinai. And the Lord did not make this covenant with our fathers, but with us, those who are here today and all of us who are alive. The Lord talked with you face to face on the mountain from the midst of the fire. Where did God talk to him? On the mountain. Where? In the midst of the fire. We're locating his voice. Lord, where, where's the frequency? What do I tune into to hear your voice? We talk about, and it's true, there's all these voices in the world, but I don't need to hear all of them. I need to get on the right frequency. How, where do I dial, and how do I get it? So Moses is telling me something. He says, when you were on Mount Sinai, so Mount Sinai was the place that Moses went, got the law, and there was fire on that mountain. And out of that fire, God spoke to him. If you remember, before Moses went to Egypt, what did he see? He was on a mountain, saw a bush burning, and he turned, and out of the bush that was on fire, God spoke. The bush didn't even burn up. It wasn't consumed, but God spoke out of the fire. Are you catching this? Beginning to tune in to where God speaks. All right. So if you skip down to verse 23, Moses continuing to speak here to the Israel and the elders. He says, so it was when you heard the voice from the midst of the darkness while the mountain was burning with fire that you came near to me, all of the heads of your tribes and your elders, and you said, surely the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice, where? From the midst of the fire. And what did they say? We have seen this day that God speaks with man, yet he still lives. Hallelujah. It, that, that, I, I like that. That's a, yay. We don't understand when God speaks, he created everything. He spoke to me. He could blow me away. You think God speaking is just like me talking, like some airhead on TV talking? Well, God spoke, and the worlds came into existence. Jesus, who was the word become flesh, they come to arrest him. Soldiers, big, ugly men, swords, spears, bunch of them. We're looking for Jesus. And he says, I am. And they all fell over. He had to stop speaking or they would have never got a hold of him. 
That's why it said he was like a lamb to the slaughter, folks. Do you think his word would just, he could speak to storms, they settled, he could speak to demons. Oh, thank God, I love him, Mono casting the devil off over the telephone. Now we're talking now, man. You're more scared of the devil than God. I mean, come on. You speak to that devil, he leaves. We're talking about the voice. So here he is. These people said, man, God can speak to us, and we still live. Then verse 26, it says, for who is there of all flesh who has heard the voice of the living God speaking from the midst of the fire as we have and live? Verse 27, you go near and hear all that the Lord your God may say, and tell us all that the Lord our God says to you, and we will hear and do it. Then the Lord heard the voice of your words when you were speaking to me, and the Lord said to me, I have heard the voice of the words of the people which have spoken to you. They are right, all that they have spoken. Verse 29 is the Lord saying, he said, you can feel God's great love. Uh, any men here that are dads and you have children, one of the great desires you have is you could talk to your kids. If you could just sit down with them and just talk to them. It's, it's, it's a desire. Well, that comes from our Heavenly Father. One of His great longings in life is to be able to sit down with us and begin to speak to us. And begin to speak to us, folks, not on a level of a creator to that which He has created, but as a level of a father to a son or a daughter. God does not speak to angels that way. God does not definitely speak to the devil. He, that, that doesn't even get involved. When God speaks to you and I, He does not speak to us on the level of a taskmaster or even a boss or an employer. He speaks to you on the level of a father to a child. That's hard. That frequency is tough to get to because we're not, there's nothing on earth, maybe you might have had the best dad. He, he, he tried his best, but sometimes communication breaks down and, and there comes this separation and anger and frustration and, and the voice, instead of being one of compassion and destiny and purpose, uh, it begins to be a voice of chastisement and rejection. You better do this or you get out. And, uh, and, and it created a communication that does not come from our Heavenly Father. So in this passage, this one verse, you feel the heart of God. He says, oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Go and say to them, return to your tents. But as for you, stand here by me. I'll speak to you all the commandments, the statutes, the judgments, which you shall teach them, that they may observe them in the land which I am giving them to possess. Therefore, be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right or to the left, but you shall walk in the ways of the Lord your God. He said, all of Israel said, yes, we went to the mountain and we heard God's voice, but look, we really don't want that, Moses. Uh, I want you to go and hear from God, and then you come back and you speak to me. And so God yearns. He says, they, they're not, they don't want to hear me. And so I wish they would, but, but Moses, you stand here, okay? You just stand here and you let me talk to you, will you? And Moses, whatever had the guts, the courage, whatever it took, that boy, he did. He stood there and he says, okay, Lord, you tell me. And the commandments and, the, and all that. See, don't, see, we look at that in such a negative way. That was God's way. He says, if you'll follow my way, if you'll do what I say, you'll conquer every enemy. You'll possess every promise. You'll be the greatest nation in the world if you'll just listen to me. And so that's Old Testament, folks. So let's just turn over into Hebrews chapter 12. And this is, this is the beauty of our salvation. We have such a great salvation. I, 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 I'm amazed. I've been saved over 40-some years. 
and every day, I, I tell you the truth. I'm so amazed. I stand in awe of what the salvation that you and I have. I don't need to be a preacher like what Mondo was talking about. Great. I, I don't care. I don't care because what we have supersedes anything that you might do. That every single person in this place, see the Holy Ghost, when we were baptized in the Holy Ghost, individually, tongues of fire. Tongues of fire came upon each individual believer. Everyone here that is born again, and you, you, you desire the Holy Spirit, you yearn, you, you lay hold of Him, that fire begins to come upon your life. You have a personal fire. Do you realize that? When you got saved, you didn't turn over a leaf. You didn't. You can't fix yourself. You guys, I don't care what you say, what you do. You can discipline. You have willpower, and that'll last for a little bit, but it won't take you the long run. That way, it won't take you. What God saved, what God saved, when we say the light came on, the fire of God came into my heart. That fire that does not come from man, does not come from this planet, but comes from heaven itself, comes and rests upon my life and upon you. Every single person in there has a fire burning in your heart. Wherever you go, you have that fire. Wherever place you're at in life today, that fire is there. Doesn't matter, Las Vegas, Albuquerque, uh, to. Who can carry wherever. I, it, it, uh, it don't matter. When you take any believer just by himself, no matter where he may find himself, darkest jungles of Africa, somewhere in the Amazon by himself, put in a prison, but locked up, he has a fire that's burning within him. And in that fire is the voice of God. He will speak to you out of the fire. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means that I'd, I want to be filled with his spirit. Lord, that you'll baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, just come upon my life. Holy Spirit, come upon my life. I'm a mess. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm going to quit fooling myself. I'm completely useless without you. Would you let the spirit of God come upon me? And we read in Acts, didn't we, when the spirit of God came upon them, the first reaction was they looked like they were all drunk. And, and I love that. I, lo I love this church. When I first came, God dealt with me. This place is, a, is like a, a bar. It's like one of the greatest casinos you could ever possibly have in Las Vegas. And that flows in this place, that flows in this place is that spirit of God and joy that brings almost such a delight in my life that I begin to look like I'm drunk. Do you know alcohol, the reason people drink is because they cannot handle life. Their emotions cannot take what life brings to them. Alcohol influences their emotions and their feelings. So I have emotions. You have emotions. The devil takes his shots. You go through the trials and the temptations of life. You don't feel right. And so the Holy Spirit, that you will baptize me, that you will come upon my life, and all of a sudden that Holy Spirit begins to influence my emotions. And I begin to feel a little joy, and I begin to have a little spring in my step. Why? It isn't, it isn't willpower. It has nothing to do with my willpower. Yes, well, well just, just will yourself into joy. Well, I can do that for until uh, somebody slaps me. <laughs> but I don't know if anybody here ever drank. You know, I was a drunk. This side over here... <laughs> You guys are all on the AA meetings. <laughs> Amen. Thank God. <clears throat> why, why did you drink? It did something to you. It changed you. 
You became a fighter or a lover or both. And it didn't matter, man. It, you thought you were the best-looking dude in the, in the bar, and, and it changed you, see, your emotions, your feelings. It be, you became something different. The Holy Spirit comes, and it changes my emotions. See, now we're just talking about that realm of feelings. He's just dealing with the feelings there, but he wants to speak to you. That's the fire. The fire comes, and, and I forget about that because I feel so good. I don't need to hear anything. I'm feeling great, man. He says, no, the fire's there. And that fire, because in this chapter, Hebrews, oh, this is, this is so powerful. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18. You guys okay? Verse 18. You have not come to the mountain that may be touched and burned with fire and the blackness and darkness and tempest, the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words as those who heard it and begged that that word should not be spoken to them anymore. They could not endure what was commanded. And so much as a beast touches the mountain, it was stoned or shot with an arrow. So terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I'm exceedingly afraid and trembling. Moses, the friend of God, he's even saying, oh, man, I don't know. I'll stand here, Lord, but I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'll stand, I'll listen, I'll die. I'll lay down my life, I'll, I'll die. This thing's going off. Stone to the stop. You hear that? See, I can't even turn this thing off. Lost my pictures in the cloud, can't turn the thing off, and I'm talking about hearing the voice of God. This is, this is brilliant. <laughs> and so Moses, he, he hung in there. And he, I, I, I can hardly, I, how do you, it's terrifying. Smoke, fire, mountain shaking. Here's God. He goes back down and says, okay, boys, I'm going to tell you what God's in. His face is on fire. His face is shining. He's been in the presence of God. He looks brilliant. He's shining. He didn't know it, man. I mean, you know, we was talking about looks. What are you guys talking about looks? Man, this guy was in the presence of God. He looked good. He coming off that mountain, man, he wasn't sunburned, but he had that nice little tan, you know. He probably, his muscles got bigger. I mean, this guy's looking good. He comes in, man, and everybody looks at him, and they begin to, man, Moses, where you been? I've been in the presence of God. And then it began to fade. Oh, yeah, it's leaving. So he'd cover it back up. That was Old Testament. He says, you did not come to that mountain, Mount Sinai. Mountains in the Bible, there's three mountains that are very critical, Mount Sinai, Mount Calvary, Mount Zion. Mountains were always symbolic of authority, power. It's a place of position that you see further. It's where heaven and earth touch together. The earth comes up, and, and it comes up into the air. When Jesus said that the kingdom of God, the will of God, be done on earth as it is in heaven, it's when heaven and earth come together. It's a mountain. And so here he says, I'm not coming to Mount Zion where that or Mount Sinai where that law was given, and we found out what happened when the law was given. People just broke it. So then came Mount Calvary, Jesus on the cross. On that old Mount Golgotha skull, he hung there. Heaven and earth touched together. Heaven and earth were able, the law and mercy came together and kissed. And through the cross of Jesus Christ and his death, now, now, see, he died there, but he rose again, a new man. He rose again, and he began a new creation. Amen. 
Mount Sinai, but see, or Mount Calvary. But folks, don't stop there. That's where so many times we stop there. We keep coming back, my sin, and God forgive me, and I need to die, I need to die, I need to die, my God, die, die. And so my whole Christian life is one of misery. We look like we're going to a funeral. There's no party, there's no step, there's no joy, there's this depression. Because all we listen to is the voice of CNN or Fox News or, or some radio program. Get off that frequency. Plug into that frequency of God. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you, something will change your life. He says, you've not come to that, but you've come to Mount Zion. Do your own study, folks. Look it up in the Bible. Find out everything about that mount because that's where we're at today. He says, boy, you're not at Mount Sinai. You're not there in the law anymore. You moved on. and You passed through Calvary. Calvary was important. Yes, you died to sin. Yes, you died that old man. But you're born again. You're risen. And I brought you to Mount Zion. Well, what's happening there? It's a city of the living God. Heavenly Jerusalem, an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly, church of the firstborn who is registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. Where does he speak? He's on Mount Zion, and he speaks in the fire. I've got to get the fire, brother. I've got to keep this fire alive inside me. I've got to keep it tended. I can't let it go out. I can't let the world put it out or quench it. I can't let trial, demon, or others put it out. This fire is the voice of God inside me. God, don't let this fire. God, baptize me. God, fill me with your spirit because I cannot live. I cannot go on. If this fire goes out, it'll be misery. It'll be utter darkness. It'll be rejection. It'll be hell itself. Oh, God, let not this fire go out in my heart. Folks, we must hit that frequency, and you begin to hit that frequency, and all of a sudden, there comes a hunger in your heart. Not a hunger for money, not a hunger for position, not a hunger for success, but a hunger for God. A hunger for that fire. Oh, I've been born again, and I have the fire inside me. He says, see that you don't refuse him who speaks, for if they did not escape who refused who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape. We turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, yet once more I shall shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. You want to know what you're receiving? You're receiving the kingdom. This is the greatest move of God happening on this planet right now. Right now. Right now. This is better than the Pentecostal movement of the 50s. It's better than tent revivals. It's better than all of those cripples being healed. Oh, I long for that. I'd love to see every person that I pray for get healed. But right now, God is saying, listen, boy, what you're receiving right now is the kingdom of God. It's coming on this earth. It's on its way. And at the same time, at the same time, you and I are receiving that kingdom. And he says, in receiving that kingdom, there's one critical thing. You better listen to what I've got to say. And right in the next verse, for our God is a consuming fire. Let brotherly love continue. That fire of God, 
That fire of God will begin to burn up everything inside you that causes you to become deaf. It'll begin to burn up the lust. It'll begin to burn up jealousies. It'll begin to burn up fear. Oh, I can't do it by willpower. I can't be afraid. I can't be afraid. Oh, no, no. God baptized me in that Holy Ghost and fire and whatever's inside me that keeps me from hearing you will be burned up. You have problems with certain kind of addictions. Uh, yes, do the best you can. Go through whatever discipline you can, but it still won't work, will it? Because all the time, every morning you wake up, you still have that nagging, nagging voice saying, take it, do it, do it. But all oh, you get in the fire of the Holy Ghost and he will burn that up. He will burn that up. He will burn that up. There's too much fighting in the church realm. There's too much bickering between brothers and brothers and sisters and sisters and pastors and pastors and churches and churches. It is because we have let that fire of God become so small, it can't burn up anymore the jealousy. How can I be what, what Mondo read about the Apostle Paul? I read that, I said, God, that's not me. And he says, oh, let me tell you, boy, let that fire of the Holy Ghost come upon you as it came upon that man. That man was not special. That man was just a man, and more than that, he was a man that hated God, hated the church. He, he persecuted the church, but one voice from heaven got a hold of him, knocked him down, and converted him. That same fire, folks, that same voice that burns within that fire, is in you and I. Will you stand to your feet today? Would you begin to desire again for that fire of God? Would you call out unto him and say, oh God, set me